Hello, welcome back to the Behind the Backstretch podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Backside Learning Center, an independent nonprofit organization located on Churchill Downs Racetrack in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm so excited to be back for episode seven of the podcast, and this month we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, which lasts from September 15th to October 15th. On this podcast, we have three guests. Yes, a first time for the podcast. Joining us first is Adult Programs Manager Alma Aldana. And then we are joined by current board president Pam Conway. And finally joined by jockey Jose Luis Rodriguez. And throughout all of these conversations, you will be able to hear about their you know, unique perspectives and their backgrounds, but also you know, what Hispanic Heritage Month means to them. So I am so excited for you all to hear all of these three discussions. And first, we will get to hear from Alma Aldana. Alma, how are you today? I'm pretty good, and you, Andrew? I'm pretty good, pretty good. It's a Friday is when we're recording this, so, you know, we're kind of getting to that point where you start thinking about the weekend and everything coming up. So uh, you got any exciting plans this weekend, Alma? Uh, yes, uh, we're going to watch my nephew. He is... Uh, baseball player for the medical league so yeah we're gonna cheer him up tomorrow awesome sounds amazing so um just kind of getting into it uh real quick so what is your uh role here um at the backside learning center well i'm the adult programming manager okay so what is uh, is entailed in that job well i pretty much recruit people for all the adult programs that we offer to the backside uh workers here at Churchill Downs. Awesome. So um, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, your background, where you're from, uh, kind of maybe past family life, etc.? Sure. How much time do you have, Andrew? <laughs> a, uh, lot but, <laughs> a lot. Okay, no, no, it's, um, like I said, I'm, my name is Alma. I am from Mexico and specifically from Chihuahua. I was uh, raised there in Chihuahua, Chihuahua. Then after I finished my college degree, I moved to Juarez, Mexico, which is a border town with El Paso, Texas. So do you have any kind of you know specific memories when you think about your time in Mexico, either in Chihuahua or in Juarez? Oh, absolutely. I have a lot of memories. Um, it was my mom was a very progressive person, uh, woman, and so uh, she asked us when we were little to pick a um, the sport that we li- like and enjoy. So she uh, actually put us on, uh, I was a swimmer, so I swim for pretty much 20 years or so over there, and then also we have to practice uh, folkloric dance. Folkloric dance, so what's we, included in that? Well, we pretty much dance most of the uh, dances, the traditional dances uh, from Mexico, from the different regions of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also my one of my cousins, she is a teacher and she uh, loves dance. So we would go to her presentations all the time and I just fall in love with uh, folkloric dance. Folkloric dance, I'll need to, to look into that. Yes, I, yes, I might, yes, might you need should. to teach me some, some different dance moves here. Um, so... As um, we are right now in kind of the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, why are you excited to, you know, celebrate um, 
not just a month, but just your heritage in general? Well, because we have always, uh, in order to understand what is happening right now, we should touch on our background. Uh, I think it's very important to know where we came from, uh, the stories that they will teach us in order to understand what's happening right now with with everything. It's very important to for my job to understand where they came from, what kind of history is behind every country or, you know, and it will be better for, it's better for me to, uh, to know so I can approach them in the right direction and the right way. So, and that kind of factors into my next question, you know, what do you, you know, not only just enjoy about working at the Backside Learning Center, but how does your heritage kind of influence, you know, your work on a day-to-day basis? So, yes, uh, I think it's very important that you that you know where you came from, what your background is. I know how to approach people. I know how to engage them in telling me their stories. And uh, I develop a report and they I gain their trust. And then they just, when I tell them we have this program and this other program, it is easier for them to say, yes, I will enroll them because I they, they like me and try to trust me, I think. Mm-hmm. And you've been here, I think, a little bit maybe a couple months uh, after I got here. Do you have any kind of like specific memories already here at the VLC? Um, just kind of maybe different instances, like maybe specific examples of people that you've worked with where that's kind of been a factor? Well, yes, uh, I have plenty of stories. I mean, I like to go barn walking and then listen to the stories. And I can tell you that I have recruit. Most of my recruitments it happened because I have talked to somebody and I have, you know, I have been able to understand where they come from. So most, uh, I remember, um, I went to Spectrum one time and then I got to talk to the moms over there. They have some issues with their kids. So I recommended where to go, where to get some sort of uh, support and help. And thanks to that, they enroll in the English classes. That's awesome. So... Why do you think it's important for everyone to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? Because we are connected. Everybody's connected and we depend on each other to for everything. Um, we are um, part of this community and we are an important part of the community. Um, I think... Uh, by understanding the people where we came from and our stories and our history, it will open up doors and opportunities for everybody, not just for the Hispanic community. Yeah, and I think I've even, I didn't know how many different countries were back here, people from different countries were back here when I first got here, but I feel like there even, you know, people were from far away, not from, you know, Kentucky. I feel like there's a lot of commonality just over it is a it is a melting pot here mm-hmm. in the backside, and even like in Mexico, I can tell you that there is so many different regions over there. The traditions are very different from mine, so I love to hear the stories. I love to hear everything, and um, I'm big on cooking, so I I exchange recipes with everybody. Pretty much. Do you have any specific recipes you want to share with us uh, as we come to a close? 
Well, you can check my um, video that is uh, going to be promoted oh, by that the... Is true. Yes. There is a there is a video coming out here soon so, um, with Dare to the, Care. Dare to Care and Oxmoor Auto Group, uh, where I made my favorite dish. Uh, it brings a lot of memories from my childhood. It is enchiladas, and it's my very... Uh, Families is my family's uh, recipe. Family secret recipe? Secret. Yeah, it should remain secret. No, I'm just kidding. But no. you can check that. And it's not very, very difficult. But uh, like I said, I like I love uh, enchiladas. I love chile rellenos with chihuahua cheese. Mm-hmm. It has to be chihuahua cheese. It has to be chihuahua cheese. It's the best cheese in the world. Thank you so much, Alma, for joining. It was awesome getting to mm. learn about you and, you know, your background. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andrew. I enjoy it a lot. And, uh, you know, it's always good to read and learn about different cultures. It, it enriches your perspective in life. Now joining... Behind the Backstretch podcast, we have Pam Conway. Pam, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Great. So, Pam, (laughs) uh, just the first question right off the bat, you know, what is your current role here with the Backside Learning Center? I am currently serving as the board president for Backside. Um, I also have a, a little bit of ESL history here because I have served as an ESL teacher, um, for several years, actually, and um, this year I kind of just came in as needed. So, when did you uh, start doing that? Start. So three years ago, uh, I joined the ESL team. Um, uh, just to give you some backstory here, uh, I really I'm a teacher by trade. I'm an English teacher, um, and I was looking to spend some time in the summer um, volunteering. I used to do summer camps for students, all that fun, but I was really wanting to find something different. And I reached out to Backside. Um, they they uh, interviewed me and uh, showed me around, and I thought this was the neatest place. And before you knew it, um, I was teaching a class. I was hoping to be just the assistant, but before you knew it, I was actually in uh, teaching an advanced class. So I feel like that's kind of somehow sometimes that's how it works here. It, it does just, happen. Kind of, <laughs> Baptism by fire. <laughs> yes. So kind of building on that. Um, Kind of, you were speaking about, you know, your teaching background. What exactly is, you know, your background in general, you know, where you're from, you know, kind of your background and your culture, I guess. Okay. Um, So I'm not originally from Louisville. Uh, I am from um, Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, I grew up there and uh, from, I am from a Hispanic family. My maiden name is Salinas. Um, My both sides of my family. I am not first generation. Um, on my mother's side, I'm really third generation. My father's side, second generation. Um, my family, uh, both sides actually, came from um, the Ciudad Mier, from the state of uh, Nuevo Leon. Um, my grandparents on my father's side were not educated. They came here just to make a better life for themselves and um, settled in Corpus. Uh, my mom's family, same thing, but my grandfather um, did go to high school and college, um, which is a time that that's unheard of. Not a full degree, but, you know, a few years of college. Um, 
so that was really wonderful uh, to have that, you know, that part of my family to be so, uh, to, to create the foundation of our education for our family. Um, I know my mother's family, they're all in education. They were all teachers, every single one of them. And um, I always grew up thinking, not, that's not for me. I want to make money. <laughs> yeah. um, but before you knew it, and I did, I had a, a degree in accounting and finance when um, I graduated from college. I did that for a few years with an oil company. But before you knew it, I really wanted to... Uh, it just wasn't the right career. And I ended up in education and I'm so glad I did because I really feel that that's so uh, the right career path for me. So I guess that kind of led into my ESL um, uh, lessons as well. And, you know, my time here at Backside and how I connected here as a teacher. Absolutely. And you kind of talked about, you know, your Hispanic background and now because this episode kind of revolving around Hispanic Heritage Month and what it's meaning to um, kind of our community members, what would you say um, Hispanic Heritage Month means to you specifically? Um, I, I love the fact that we get to celebrate my heritage um, from what, September 15th to October 15th. I never, I never forget those dates. Um, it's important to me because I've seen my family firsthand, you know, work hard to get to where they are. Um, the idea of, uh, celebrating our culture, it's, um, it's very diverse and colorful and, um, you know, definitely hardworking people who just want to find their own place in this world. Um, my, the Spanish speaking was important to me, you know, to grow up, I grew up with grandparents who mainly spoke Spanish. Um, I also grew up in a time when it was not, um, it was, the parents were encouraged not to bring their children up with Spanish. Um, more importantly, it was because they didn't want them to have an accent. And that is why my parents spoke mainly English to me. They were both educated, um, both teachers, and they really worked hard to not um, have me grow up with that accent. Um, but at the same time, that's, that set me back because as I grew older, it was important. To, um, to know Spanish and they regretted it later. I have a sister who I have two sisters. Um, the first, the first two of us were not brought up with Spanish, but then my youngest sister, who's 14 years younger than me, um, they changed their mind then and they became smart and said, let's make sure she knows Spanish. So my Spanish came, um, developing my Spanish skills came from high school and college classes. Um, and then also hearing it around my family, but when I came to Backside, I will say I was a little um, selfish for, for selfish reasons because I really wanted to develop my, my Spanish-speaking skills. Um, and it has helped me. But more importantly, it's not – it's the students here have – we've reciprocated with each other. I'm helping them with English, and they're helping with Spanish. And I, I think they enjoy that um, relationship because they love to correct me or help me remember a word or – you know, so it's a great partnership that we have here with them. Yeah, and that, I guess that kind of answers my next question, which is, you know, how does your background kind of influence your work here? And I think you've touched on that with, you know, kind of your history leading up to this moment when you started volunteering. It did. Um, I I wanted to connect to my Hispanic roots, and and honestly, I feel like. Um, 
Louisville uh, is diverse, but I feel like our Hispanic culture is, uh, you know, you see so much of it here at the backside with um, our students that are coming from all over Latin America. Um, so there's a diversity in the Spanish itself, which is kind of fun to hear the differences. Yeah. Um, but definitely, um, I, I feel like backside has helped me connect to my Hispanic roots. And it's something I don't want to give up because I'm, I've, and I've encouraged my own daughters to volunteer here and for the same reasons to help with their Spanish and to become connected to other community members in Louisville who have the same Hispanic background. Um, you know, we share a lot of the same food recipes. We share a lot of the same um, cultural holiday ideas, um, you know, Christmas times and all the different um, celebrations that we have. And I know I've appreciated it. And I know my daughters have also appreciated being part of this community. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I've noticed about being in this community is while there are so many differences among people, there are so many commonalities as well. Just there really are things that we all do. So one more question for you. Thank you so much, Pam, uh, for joining us. So you've recently actually won an award for your work as a volunteer for the Backside Learning Center. So can you tell us exactly what that honor was and what it means to you to receive? It was a very unexpected award. Um, I found out back at the end of August that I was the recipient of the WLKY Bell Award. Um, that is through the Spirit of Louisville Foundation. Um, I've always heard of that award because I know um, I work at Assumption High School. I know one of our students received it a few years back, so I knew about it. Um, but I received a certified letter in the mail saying that I had won the award, and I was it was just such a surprise. I would have never anticipated to receive it. Um, I am very grateful. But I will say, when I said it was a surprise, it's because I see day in and day out serving here at Backside, not only as an ESL teacher, but as, you know, on the board and seeing all the work that we do here at Backside, there are a um, army of volunteers. There really are people who are very committed to us, um, whether it's the food distribution, whether it's helping with um, conversation nights, um, the youth programs, I know we have a beautifully committed community of Louisvillians that come in to help serve and support our community here at Backside. So I would assume that they are just as worthy, too, because of the work that they do. I know we've had several volunteers here for years. So um, I am grateful that Backside, I know it was the staff that helped to uh, nominate me. I can't thank them enough for the honor. Um, I hope I represent it well. Um, but, you know, if, if I could give an honor back, I'd probably give it to our staff too, because I know they're not volunteers per se, but they are in the sense that they give countless hours in their jobs. You know, they really, really um, support this community. They really love this community. And I see that they really um, love the work they do here. They want to make a difference with our community, and I see it happening every day. Absolutely. We're so grateful to have you know your support um, almost each and every day. So thank you so much, Pam, uh, for joining the podcast. I've really enjoyed listening to everything, all of your insights, whether it be in your background or your work with the BLC. So thank you so much again. Thank you for having me.
Now joining Behind the Backstretch podcast, we have Jose Luis. Jose, uh, ¿cómo estás? Bien, gracias. Gracias. Gracias por la oportunidad y suerte para todos. Sir. And we are also joined by Executive Director Sherry Stanley. Sherry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here with Jose Luis Rodriguez, who is a uh, very important person, um, Jose and his family, for the Backside Learning Center. All right. So... Uh, to to start off the uh, conversation, Jose, um, what is your, I guess, current uh, job or role um, in horse racing? My role is as an exercise rider. Who do you, you know, work for now and how did you begin in uh, horse racing? I work for trainer Michelle Lovell. Y entré a trabajar eh, sobre lo, en los caballos cuando tenía 13 años por medio de un familiar. I started working um, in the horse racing industry when I was 13 years old. I was through a family member. Eh, un familiar jockey y primo y, y me entusiasmé y tuve la oportunidad de entrar a la escuela de jockey. It was a cousin who was a jockey and I really got excited about the opportunity, so um, I decided to start uh, going to school to learn to be a jockey. Also, could you then kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, your background, specifically where you're from, and uh, kind of a little bit about your family life, etc. Soy de Venezuela. Nací en un pueblo llamado Ciudad Bolívar. I'm from Venezuela. I was born in a place called Ciudad Bolívar. Y tengo seis hermanos. Eh, soy el único yoki de, de la profesión. I have six siblings and I'm the only one who um, is a jockey as a, as a profession. Y empecé de joven y, y después tuve la oportunidad de, de, de irme a la capital de, de Venezuela, que es Caracas. I started out very young, uh, working as a jockey, and had the opportunity to move to the capital city of Venezuela, which is Caracas. Y de ahí emigrar hacia los Estados Unidos, que fue el sueño de toda mi vida. And um, from there, I uh, I was always looking for a way to um, somehow move to the United States. That was a dream that I had had my entire life. Tengo dos hijos. Eh, actualmente tengo un hijo montando aquí en Estados Unidos, en Luisiana. I have um, two sons, and one of my sons is also a jockey, and he is uh, right now working in Louisiana. Y mi hija que vive con un entrenador llamado Ron Fouché. And I have a daughter also who is in Louisiana right now, and she... Um, is a partner with uh, a trainer who is named Ron Fougey. And right now, my wife and I are living here in Kentucky, and I work here at Churchill Downs. All right, so before, you know, making your way to the United States, could you tell us a little bit about um, your work as a jockey back in Venezuela, you know, how long you were working there and what exactly uh, you were doing. Sí, bueno, yo, gracias a Dios, le doy por la oportunidad de, de, de jockey. Mi, mi carrera fue muy exitosa. 
tuve la oportunidad de mi primera carrera ganarla, quedar después aprendiz del año, champion leader aprendiz, después So, um, first of all, I, I thank God for giving me the opportunity to um, work as a jockey, and I was a successful jockey in Venezuela. Um, I ended up uh, winning my first race that I ever rode in. I was the apprentice of the year, um, also in Venezuela when I was starting up. Después me, de profesional también quedé ya campeón en, mi, en, mi, en la zona de Ciudad Bolívar, y fue donde me mandan a, a la capital. So I was a, um, a champion rider in my city, uh, Ciudad Bolivar, and I ended up, um, they ended up sending me to Caracas to race because of um, my success. Es el, el track más importante de la capital es La Rinconada, donde igualmente quedé campeón ahí. So the most important track in um, Venezuela and Caracas is La Rinconada. And I was also a champion um, there at that track. La importancia, eh, eh, los caballos son muy queridos en, en mi país porque incluso hay gente que deja de trabajar para ir a las carreras, a ver los, los, las carreras de los caballos correr. Esa es una tradición muy bonita y desde que yo tengo uso de razón siempre ha existido. So ever since I can remember, um, the tradition of horse racing is something that's very, very popular in Venezuela, very important to our culture. Um, people, you know, will take off work and businesses will close so that people can go watch horse racing. Um, so it's just something that's a really uh, beautiful part of our culture is the tradition of horse racing. What are some memories that you have, you know, regarding your culture and your home country? Nosotros tenemos una cultura en Ciudad Bolívar que es el mes de la Zapuara. So we have a, um, a tradition in, in my city, uh, Bolivar, what, which is called the um, Mes de la Zapuara. So it's the month of the Zapuara. Y siempre celebramos, hacemos party en, 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 la, en, ese, en ese mes donde nos reunimos todos. So it's a, a big party during um, that month, and that's when everyone gets together to celebrate. Nos, nos cuenta un poco de qué significa la palabra zapuara y cómo, por qué se celebra, en qué mes se celebra, un poco más sobre ese día especial. La zapuara es eh, un pez donde sale nada más en el mes de noviembre y es muy, muy rica, es muy gustosa y donde dicen que la gente que la come siempre se queda en, en Ciudad Bolívar. So, um, this uh, special holiday is celebrated in November. And Saporta, the word Saporta, that is a kind of a fish. And Ooh. it's a fish that is um, specific to this city. And this fish appears in the month of November. And people say that um, it's a really delicious fish. And people say that when people come to our city and they eat this fish, they never return home. They stay in Ciudad Bolivar. So, if, I, if we find ourselves in Ciudad Bolivar... I may, I may never leave. I may never leave. So speaking of these, you know, important holidays, we are currently celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, could you tell me uh, why, you know, you were once, on one hand, excited to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month and I guess what it means to you specifically? Es importante para mí porque este, se, 
celebra la hispanidad aquí en los Estados Unidos para compartir también con la, con la gente de aquí de los Estados Unidos y es prácticamente una unión para compartir ideas, para incluso aprender el inglés y, y también que aprendan el español. Entonces es como una, es como una unión para, para compartir muchas ideas. So the it's um, Hispanic Heritage Month is important for me because it's um, it's like a union. It's an opportunity for people that come from Hispanic heritage and people who come from the United States um, to kind of join together to share different ideas, including you know learning one another's language. So just something that brings us all together, people of all different cultures. That's awesome. Uh And then one final question for you. Uh, why do you think it is important for, you know, everyone? You kind of touched on this already, but why do you think it's important for, you know, everybody to celebrate um, Hispanic Heritage Month? Es importante porque nacimos en el, en el medio de la hispanidad. Somos hispanos y también tenemos la, la, la oportunidad de, de compartir en cualquier lado del mundo de la hispanidad, con, con, puede ser americano, puede ser de, de otros europeos también. Y pienso que, que se debe también a, a una unión que se puede compartir. I think it's important because, um, you know, we were born as uh, Hispanics and wherever we are in the world, it's just important to celebrate that fact whether it's in the United States, in Europe, just any part of the world where we are, it's, it's important to remember um, our heritage and celebrate it. Thank you so much uh, for joining the podcast, uh, Jose. Um, it's been really interesting to hear about, you know, your background, not only as a jockey in Venezuela, but your journey here to the United States and, uh, you know, what your culture means to you. So thank you so much uh, for joining the podcast. Gracias a ustedes y siempre estamos a la orden para compartir ideas tanto de hispano como americano y gracias también la oportunidad que ustedes nos brindan a nosotros los hispanos. Thank you so much also for this opportunity and um, I'm always here uh, to share ideas, um, to share our cultures together. So I really appreciate this opportunity to um, talk about our Hispanic culture as well. All right, I want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to those three unique perspectives just as much as I did in the moment. So I want to give a few um, updates on what we have going on at the BLC for the next couple months. I want to thank everybody who gave for Give for Good Louisville. We surpassed our goal for that day on, on September 15th, so I really want to thank each and every one of you. Um, who donated and even just spread the word about Give for Good Louisville. Additionally, our benefit is coming up. Yes, on Friday, November the 18th, the benefit for the backside will be taking place at Churchill Downs. So if you are interested in being at the event and purchasing a table, there are currently a limited amount of tables left. So if you are interested, you can visit www.benefitforthebackside.com. And also, if you want to learn more just about our organization, opportunities to either donate or to volunteer or to join the staff, uh, visit www.backsidelearningcenter.org. I want to thank you all once again for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.